That's the rhythm topic. I need prayer. I pray for myself all the time because I know I need prayer. 
But Lord, 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 people need prayer. Yeah, 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 yeah. We do. But anyway, <laughs> it's, it's it's good. It's How been, a, you been a very awkward kind of day. Um, and I kind of pondered. I have news to share, but I kind of pondered what I, what I tell this tonight. And I think I'm going to wait. I know I shouldn't do that, but I had to say that, Rodney, because of the little talk we had prior to the show. But uh, <laughs> life is life is something else. It's it's it's, it's life. So that being said, um, I'm going to hold my water tonight and uh, maybe share some things with you guys next Monday. Maybe that'll make you come back. Um, next Monday and, and spend some time with us. But hope everyone has had a great day. Um, I got caught up in that song. I love, love, love that song. And it's so appropriate oftentimes of the shows that we are doing um, on the ocean because, again, I think a lot of us can see ourselves out there on that ocean waiting um, but at the same time feeling like we'll do anything to find our destiny but we're really not doing it anything to find it. So um, I just love that song. So hope everyone's doing well and has, has had a great day. Um, I'm excited. This this show topic, thankful to thanks to Rodney uh, for getting us. And I can't, after you mentioned it, Rodney, I can't even imagine why we have not did this show about moving your trash can, like talked about the entire concept behind it, because that's kind of our, we call it our Butterfly Evolution baby about moving um, your trash can. So I guess to start, um, the lines are open. Uh, for those of you who are already online with us, remember you can select the number one. If you have a comment or a question for us tonight or just anything to add, because, um, again, we, we come to you every Monday, but doesn't mean that we don't need to be fed or cannot be fed by what your experience, your knowledge, what you're going through, just whatever. So if you feel led to share anything, please don't hesitate to select the number one. Uh, we will pull you in by providing your area code and the last four digits of the number that you are calling from. Uh, feel free to jump in if you'd like. Tell us who you are, where you're calling from. If you'd rather not, you can certainly be discreet and just voice your opinion or ask your question as well. So for those of you who are listening by way of chat, you you can conversate with us there by way of chat or you can also call in 818-691-7406. Just remember you have to select the number one and we're notified and we'll pull you into queue as well. Facebook, um, Rodney and I will be back and forth there. You can send us private messages or you can post and tag us in the post. Again, we don't do the show pages anymore, so there's no option for that. Just be patient with us, but do share whatever you have tonight. Um, tonight's topic, move your trash can and walk out of that rut. Um, again, thanks to Rodney, this is tonight's topic. And for those of you who have been with us for a while, you've been listening, you, you should know by now, and hopefully you have moved your trash can and and gotten something out of it, learned something from it, um, hopefully about yourself, the mind, and all of that. So we're just going to go deeper into that, that concept, why it's our baby, um, 
and how we feel or why we feel it's important, as crazy as it sounds when you say move your trash can, I Google that and, and you can I really can't find anything that specifically talks about transformation or relates transformation to that. And I wish for the life of me I could remember who shared this with me many, many years ago. So it's not my baby. Someone actually shared this with me. Um, Brandon was, was a small, small, you know, uh, child, elementary school age. So this is not my baby, but certainly did become my baby. And that goes to show how long, for me, I've been trying to walk this walk of transformation um, it is a lifelong journey. It's a it's an everyday journey. It's a difficult journey, but it's well worth it. I would choose it any day, every day, rather than go back to the mindset to to all of that before this. And it doesn't mean that everything is perfect now, because certainly not. But it was beyond bearable at that time. So um, I'll read the show details, and then we'll kind of jump into tonight's topic. And it's the, the show's details is very brief. It just goes over the years. Rodney Jordan and Tammy Gator Miller, Butterfly Evolution Radio Show, has consistently asked their listeners to move their trash can. This request has become our Butterfly Evolution motto and is asked in order to help our listeners get a glimpse of how the mind keeps up with the smallest and most insignificant things that often become habits that potentially lead to living life in auto mode. And it just says, join us tonight. So, um, Rodney, I'll I'll start and then I'll turn it over to you. Um, What stands out so much here is the auto mode. Um, And I think a lot of us, a lot of people, me included in some areas of my life, I'm on auto mode. Like I I have all of these things... um, more things that I have I have been saying that I'm going to do. Some of them I've, I've, I've done and not done anything with them, and I've not did anything with them. So it's like we get stuck. And it, this reminded me, Rodney, of the show that we did a couple of weeks on being stuck. Um, and when we ask you guys to move your trash can and to be very, very mindful um, of what happens after you move your trash can, for me and for those who have, I've not ran into anyone or no one has shared that they did this and did not go back to where they moved it from. So we have asked our listeners to move their trash can, a trash can, preferably one that you visit often, daily, several times a day. Move it and then see how many times or how long it takes for you to get it hey, I moved this trash can. Why am I still going back to where I moved it from? And in doing that, think about, again, number one, here here you are, whatever age you are, how how intelligent or, or, or not that you are, this is a trash can where you dump your trash, things that you no longer want. This is a place that you go frequently to do this. And once you move it, you would think because we are humans with the mind, um, with our thoughts, we would just automatically go to where we moved it to, to dump our trash. But for a very, very long time, 
and Brandon and I when we when we did this for the first time we we made a game out of it we you know kept score you know who who went back and it it became a, a fun thing but at the same time especially for him because he's he was little but for me I thought this is crazy why do I keep going back to where it used to be this is crazy I, I'm I'm an adult I should I should get this. Um, one of the, the the I want to share two stories I guess and these these are from people who have shared one being myself but Anthony Collins was I think the 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 best of them all because he I got a call from Anthony Collins and he used to do the blog talk radio show for a while has moved on to other things now but I remember getting a call from Anthony saying that so and so Tammy because he was he was he said he was cooking you know had some things going on and. He realized that he was just without thought. He had moved the trash can, but without thought, he was just tossing his trash where it used to be. And he realized after he, you know, stopped for a minute and got a hold of himself from being so busy, he realized that he was his his trash was just going on the on the floor because the garbage can was no longer there. But he was so so busy and so out of touch at the same time until that's what happened. Although he had moved it, for me. I remember being over one of my friends' house, and I, I would visit her frequently enough to know uh, where she kept her trash can. And also, she had, because of the show and because we've asked people to do it, she decided to move her trash can. I knew it. I had been over there a few times after she decided to move it. But this particular night, I was so engaged in, in the conversation. We were talking. I got up walked right by the trash can where she had moved it to and walked to where it used to be, which was kind of like in her little um, washroom. So I passed, I literally passed her trash can going to where it used to be. So that became even just put me in more of a thought process because now I'm realizing not only do I keep up with my stuff, but I keep up with the stuff of those who are closest to me, like those in, those who are in my life, what they're doing. So I'm at someone else's house, also, um, and I won't say in the stuck mode, but I'm but but I'm zoned in. I'm in tuned into her stuff enough to where I can. After, and, and again, I had been over there several times after she had moved it, um, but that particular night. I, I went back right back to what I knew, what I what I know, what I, what was already planted, what I had did enough times to for it to get stuck right there um, with me. And and right before I turn it back over to you, this reminded me of a posting, a post that I saw earlier in the week, and I'm gonna try to find it. But as I speak about um, just keeping up with with other people's stuff this quote this quote said the let's see let me make sure and I may just have to go back and find it turn it over to you and then go back and find it um let me do that but I want to make sure that I get that out and and Rodney you may have to remind me that I was going here but I'm going to look for it while I turn it back over to you for what you have okay um when I think about this this topic, Timmy, I think about the symbolism of it. Not necessarily moving your trash can, because um, you could essentially move anything. Um, and I want to point that out to our listeners. 
it doesn't necessarily have to be a trash can, but I think that is a great idea to move your trash can because it's something that's so common and so popular in our lives that it is easy to get caught up into where the trash can normally is. Um, And not only that, when I think about what you said about Anthony, um, you could make a mess because you move your trash can and forget where it's supposed to be. And so in staying with that, I want everyone to focus on the symbolism here and focus on the fact that the trash can represents anything that you keep going back to, anything that you feel is still in the same spot. The trash can represents anyone you think is still there. And Tammy, feel free to stop me if I if I, if I jump too far ahead. If I if I start talking about something that that, that you want to bring up, and, and and the reason why I say that to you guys listening is Tammy and I don't discuss um, these shows. This is this this is not an act. <laughs> this is a live radio show. Um, we might discuss the topic. But we don't get into the particulars, and we don't we don't necessarily um, say, well, I'm going to say this, you say this. Like we here's the topic, and we just go for it. And so, in focusing on the symbolism, um, I think that we have to realize that this is deeper than we probably realize that this is deeper than we probably think. Meaning, we did a show a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago now, about being stuck. And are you stuck because you can't get away from your routine? Are you stuck because you still think that people or things are where you used to be? Are you where you're used to them being. Think about children. Your children might get comfortable because they're used to you always being there or catching them when they fall. But what happens that day when you say, you know what? It's time for him to be a man. It's time for her to be a woman. It's time for them to stand on their own two feet. What happens then? What happens when we're independent, we're independent, we're independent, we're independent, and suddenly that job that was helping us, we go, and it's no longer there because we've either been fired, laid off, or transferred, or something has happened. But we have made a crutch as humans. We've made a crutch out of so many things. Now, we're we're terrible communicators because of cell phones, because of the Internet, because of email. What happens if those things are taken away from you? So when thinking about tonight, tonight's topic, 
Think about the symbolism here. Is your routine or your habits keeping you from moving forward? Are they keeping you from getting out of the rut that you're in? Are you standing on your own two feet? Or are you waiting for that trust fall? Because now that's a big exercise, especially in team building. I'm just going to fall back. Somebody's going to catch me. Is that going to always be the case? Just like if you move your trash can, are you going to remember that it's no longer in that same position? What if you decide to park, for those of you living in an apartment building, what if you decide to park in a different space? I wonder how many times you would be able to find your car. What if you did that when you got to work? Because we don't like to be uncomfortable. And that's what, excuse me, that's what happens when we move our trash can. We become uncomfortable. Do you get rattled when you are uncomfortable? Can you handle an abnormal life. Can you handle not being comfortable? Tammy? Um, I found great points, Rodney, and I'm going I'm to come back and, and comment on some of those, but I did find the part, this, this quote, and this is Nicole Gates. I saw this on her page, and I've just been very, very attracted to many of the things that she has been posting lately. Um, but this is, again, I was speaking about being over my friend's house and just kind of getting caught up in where her trash can was and had, had been moved to. But this says, those in the front row seat of your life determine your level of success. Um, and, again, I'm going to read that again. Those in the front row seat of your life determine your level of success. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying this not really focusing on success being about money and and. and and things and stuff, but more about the success of mastering yourself. Um, because I, I do believe that those who we we uh, decide uh, to be around kind of get stuck with, with the same old thing, the same old people, um, because for whatever reason we don't want to meet new people, we don't, we're afraid of change. We're afraid to step out of that box that we have, in most cases, um, created ourselves, not really letting life happen, letting life flow, um, and being open to change. So even in that, the people that we know are not good for us, spiritually, emotionally, um, communicating, we're so afraid to say what we really mean or how we really, really feel. And I, and I, and I say we because I've quite, not quite mastered some of these things myself, or I kind of pick and choose. I'm able to pick and choose when, where, and 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 I always kind of justify why I have it, have justify. I'm, I'll, I'll say justify, but I'm not saying that makes it right for for me to do so. So think about that. Those in the front row seat of your life determine your level of success. You define success, mm. but 
also think about those in the front row seat of your life. And when I read that, Rodney, I thought, wow, people should have to make reservations for that. They should have to be interviewed for, for that. And it doesn't mean that we we look at ourselves as being too too good or, or, or not this or that and people can't. Because, it's, again, it's not based on, in my opinion, money, stuff, but character. Who are you? How how am I feeding you and how are you feeding me? How are we benefiting one another spiritually? Emotionally. So, again, we get stuck in so many areas of of our lives. And you have to be honest with yourself about the box that you've created for yourself. And when you talk about being stuck, writing on the the show that we did on Stuck, I remember mentioning the movie The Shack that I'd seen. And one of the questions, matter of fact, I believe that's how I ended up uh, coming up with that particular topic for that night, the gentleman that um, is in the, the movie just stuck. I mean, the shack. He asked, "Why am I having to deal with this? Why, why am I here? You know, dealing with this?" And the answer was because this is where you got stuck. This is this is where you're stuck at. Like some of us are still that seven year old little girl got stuck, could be 21-year-old girl or boy, but there are things that we've allowed to get us at a point where we just, we stop living, we stop pursuing, we stop desiring, and we we get this blame, guilt, oh, somebody else needs to fix this. And think about that. Someone else needs to fix your life. Someone else needs to correct these things so that you can, Think more positively, get out of the rut, um, be open to change. Think about that. Someone else, you're waiting for someone else or something to happen to instantly get you out. That's just not how life works. It's not how life works. We can see that people, people get new things, um, things, you know, circumstances may change, but they're only happy for a moment before they need the next new fix, the next new thing. So as Rodney said, it's about so much more than the trash can or even the trash can itself. I think the the greatest part about naming or or defining this or asking you your trash can is because think about it, it's trash. It's stuff that you are going to throw out so that waste management, whomever, whatever, can pick it up and take it away. And that's what we need to start doing in our lives. Like, what is it that's holding you back? What is it? Where did you get stuck? Mm-hmm. And that you are afraid to move, that you're just an autopilot in your thoughts. It is said that we, we, we have more than 50,000 thoughts per day. Per day, and just because of the way that our minds are made up, as sick as it sounds, um, the bulk of that, a great majority of of those thoughts, are negative thoughts. We are wired; the mind is wired to kind of focus on it, and 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 you can prove this for yourself. There are probably so many more things that are greater 
that is happening in your life, but what do you focus on? What do you find mm. yourself pondering upon rather than being grateful and thankful for the dozen more things that you have to be thankful for? And I think that's why we, we have the verse, Second Corinthians, saying take every thought captive against the knowledge of God and make it mm. make that thought obedient to Christ. How often do you because that's what it that's that's what it, it boils down to. Moving the trash can is nothing. It's when you get to the point where you really go back to where it used to be and you really start to say, Wait, again, like I said before, I am a human human mind. I'm you know, not so bad when it comes to, to, to being smart. Why do I keep coming back here? To where I moved my trash can, it's almost as if the trash can has has this holdover or the place of where it used to be, and so that is the important part of it is thinking about what else, what else am I returning to? What else have I, have I allowed myself to 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 go into auto mode on and to live in auto mode through? What else? And that could be. I have to say this because I'm not telling anybody to, to to leave relationships and things like that. But think about how many people, me included, how many people we stay, we stay, we stay, we stay, knowing, 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 knowing that this is over. This this this, this is over on both parts, and it doesn't have to be relationship wise. It could be. People, because we do, things change, people change, we grow apart, but we will hold on to people, places, and things because we have, we're living in auto mode, afraid to step out, afraid to change. Tim, I got a question for you. Okay. And you can finish what you were were just saying. No, 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 I was done. I, I, I can freeze it right there. So what do you say for the people who say so what do you say for the people who feel like it is over or they believe that it is over and it is time to move on but at the same time you have people who who say well maybe like I feel, I feel like it might be over I believe it might be over. However, I also don't want to be a quitter. I also don't want to give up here. Maybe there is a chance. What do you say to those people who, are, who might be We're battling talking about with relationship, relationship-wise? Like, yeah, for the, for the sake of this particular question, let, let, let's stick to relationships. Okay. Um Ronnie, I, I think people know the difference or or they know when they are giving up versus, well, I wouldn't say giving up, but they know the difference between quitting and it's over. I think somewhere subconsciously or consciously, whatever it is, people know when it's it's over or I am going to make an excuse and say that just just maybe. And that, and I think each person has to answer that for themselves, and based on that relationship. 
But I do feel that people know when this has ended or that it yeah. has ended. I, I really, really do know. And an, and another thing I, w- I would say to that, I was having this conversation yesterday with someone, um, and it was about relationships. When you have given all of you, when you decide mm-hmm. no matter what, I am going to show up and do my part. I'm going to show up unconditionally and do my part. It is so easy. It's so it, it makes it so much easier to walk away. And when I say walk away, I'm not saying that you have to just again that that depends on the relationship and what's going on, but walk away so that you can free yourself. Because quitting Staying, staying in something that kills your spirit, that stops you from living life, from embracing life, that, to me, is giving up. And it's giving up on you. And, and, and right now I think we've been taught or conditioned to think that if we're putting ourselves first, then we're not, we're not spiritual enough, we're not, we're not right. But the word says differently. The word, the word totally contradicts that. Love your neighbor as your as yourself. People haven't quite learned how to love self, and I think yes, that's yes. because afraid of change, afraid uh, to live life, afraid, like you saying, to go through something, to be challenged. Um, but your life, my life, my life, to me, in my opinion, is my teacher. If I would allow it to be. Now, if I run from everything, every challenge. Um, and there's some days I, I I do want to run, and there's some days in in some way I do run, but I I don't run to the point where I I'm I'm set on continuing to run. I'm coming back. I'm gonna have my moment, and then I'm coming back because I have to deal with it. And that's what life is about. Um, if you if you move the trash can, then make sure you go and dump your trash in the place that you moved it to. What what would Anthony be, Rodney, if he if he said if he realized, man, I moved the trash can, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep dumping it here on this floor. Imagine that. That's what we're doing a lot of us in our lives. Imagine that. That is true. Hey Tammy, uh, Tamaria um, has something that she wants to read. Uh, okay. To- Hi, Tammy. It's based on what you were saying. So I'm reading a new book called The Happiness Advantage that my coworker had. It's by Sean Anker, and it's seven principles that fuel success and performance at work. But his background is in psychology, but based on what you were saying about, like, even when we move our trash cans and just in life, like, being happy is a mindset or how we look at things, being grateful. So it's funny that you mentioned that because I just put a reminder on my calendar that every day I would share three positive things with Rodney and ask him about three good things that happened on the day. Because sometimes with life we end up focusing on the things that go wrong, um, but trying to look on the bright side. So I'll just read what it says, and I think this is it's interesting um, because I think it is very true. If you observe the people around you, you'll find most individuals follow a formula that has been subtly or not so subtly taught to them by their schools, 
their company, their parents, or society. That is, if you work hard, you will become successful, and once you become successful, then you'll be happy. This pattern of belief explains what most often motivates us in life. We think, if I can just get that raise or hit that next sales goal, I'll be happy. If I can just get the next big grade, I'll be happy. If I lose that five pounds, I'll be happy, and so on. Success first, happiness second. The only problem is that this formula is broken. If success causes happiness, then every employee who gets a promotion, every student who receives an acceptance letter, everyone who has ever accomplished a goal of any kind should be happy. But with each victory, our goalposts of success keep getting pushed further and further out so that happiness gets pushed over the horizon. Mm. What's the name of that book, Happiness Advantage? Yes, it's the Happiness Advantage by Sean Anchor. But um, what I like most is that the next, uh, one of the next paragraphs says, waiting to be happy limits our brain's potential for success, whereas cultivating positive brains makes us more motivated, efficient, resilient, creative, productive, which drives performance upward. So it's interesting. I've been reading it. It's pretty good. Um, I'm almost done. But there's a lot of things in here. Um, And a lot of the stuff, when you think about it, it's like it's nothing new under the sun, like the word says. Like it's stuff that, in our word, somebody just decided to do some research on it. Um, Like when I shared one of the things with Rodney, he was like, well, you know, it's like in the word where it says think on things that are good report and pretty much positive in nature. And the book talks about the Pygmalion effect, and when in your mind you think about things that are positive, that's what you start to pay attention to. And there was a psychological exercise in here, which I thought was hilarious. The book tells you to close your eyes and think about the color red for like 10 seconds, 10 or 15 seconds. So you close your eyes and you envision the color red, and that's all you think about. When you open your eyes, your eyes automatically will pick up on everything around you that's red. And it talks about how that's because that's where our focus is. So when we focus on the good things, we tend to see the good things that happen. But when we focus on the things that are wrong, that's what we'll see. Kind of like if you go to look at a car, and say, for instance, it's a Toyota Camry. So if you go look at a Toyota Camry, once you buy the car, all of a sudden you see your car on the road everywhere, but you mm-hmm. never paid attention to it before because you didn't have that car. Right, right, right. So, yeah, I, I just wanted I, to add that to your point. Thank you, Tamara. I totally agree. And that, that to me, is is being, we talk about being um, mindful and living intentionally because you have to, you, you some of the thoughts, and, and as you know, we've we've quoted here that our thoughts lead us to our destiny. Like you, a thought is going to to bring about action. Um, your actions are going to become the habit, and the habit's gonna you're gonna reap character. You're gonna become that whatever you're doing consistently, and then from there, your destiny. So. We have to live, be mindful of who's in our life, uh, what we do, what we do not do, how we think, how grateful we are, um, how negative we are, and be honest and do like Tamaria is doing. And, and for anybody else who is pursuing 
that transformation. She's reading a book. So it doesn't mean that, and, to, and, and if, you, if, I hear, if I hear her say uh, she's reading The Happiness Advantage, some people will look at her and say, oh, wow, well, she must be unhappy. <laughs> doesn't mean that. But we all get, get somewhere, we all get stuck somewhere at some point in time. It's what, what's important is do you get there and you have the pity party? Do you get there and you get stuck waiting on someone else to take control? Because we're, we're going to have changes. We're going to have our time in the valley. We're going to have our days where things seem unbearable. But what do you do in those days? Is there someone that you can call to help pull you out? And if it, and if it is, will you even call? Will you, will, will you call or will you be so prideful in your stuff or in your ways or, or your your pity party that you just accept that place or that thing and you get stuck there. And then from there it's one thing after another. Or do you let life happen and say, hey, I have far more to be thankful for than not. Or you go get a book that's going to help you get through this, that's going to challenge your mind. And so, like Rodney said, it's it's bigger than the trash can. Um, You can move anything. Just move something and open yourself up to change. Create change. Embrace change because it helps helps all the way around. I was watching, Tamaria, I was watching, I I believe it was um, Soulful Sunday, I believe, and something so simple. And it registered with me because I, I used to be so afraid of flying. Like, I, I can't even e- explain how fearful I was at one point in, for, for, to fly. And this guy said that new, the d- news reporters don't report on the number of planes that take off. They report on the number of planes that crash. So it made me think mm-hmm. about that time when I was so fearful because – all I was thinking about is the number of planes that crash. But if we look at the number of planes that take off per day, rather than, for me, than, than thinking about the ones that crash every now and then, why? Yeah. why, why? Say that again, Tamaria? It's safer than a car. Studies have shown that it's safer to fly in a plane than it is to drive in a car. I was behind the accident this morning. Right, right. So, so that's why it's so important for our listeners. Is you really have to tap into yourself and do these little things like move your trash can and make sure that you are taking time. And, and Rodney, you mentioned the technology. I think it just has made things worse because there's no time to to unplug um, what there is. I just don't think people take the time. I was I was out today and it just it seemed like every time I stopped at a light, the person that's driving next to me, we come up to the light together. When they get to the light, it was checked. You could you could you could tell that they were checking. And and some of them we rode for quite a while down the same road. They that every light, like they're checking their phone. You can you can literally see them getting their phone to check check it at the light. And so we don't count. Say it again, Maria. I said Jesus was calling. 
is that it is like it's almost like it's that important for a lot of people. Right. Not exactly. Exactly. And and so it's like we don't have time to even reboot to think about life, your life, where you are, what to do, and then not to mention we don't we don't read our word, we don't and I'm not saying everybody, but it it really is last on our list. Like if people had to ask themselves a question today, how have you fed your spirit and your soul today? Or have you? And if you have not, how will you? Have you ever read the book? Have you ever read the book Who Moved My Cheese? I have that book. I had, um, yeah, it's been a very, very, very long time. Um, someone bought that book for me, many, many, many so, years ago. So I want to read the. I want to read an Amazon uh, review, and it says change can be a blessing or a curse, depending on your perspective. The message of who moved my cheese, and you and Tamaria um, can definitely chime in on this, but it says the message of who moved my cheese is that all can come to see it as a blessing if they understand the nature of cheese and the role it plays in their lives. Who moved my cheese is a parable that takes place in a maze. Four beings live in that maze, sniff and scurry are mice, non-analytical, and non-judgmental. They just want cheese and are willing to do whatever it takes to get it. Him and Haw are little people, mouth-sized humans who have an entirely different relationship with cheese. It's not just substance to them. It's their self-image. Their lives and belief systems are built around excuse me, the cheese they found. Most of us reading the story will see the cheese as something related to our livelihoods, our jobs, our career paths, the industries we work in, although it can stand for anything from health to relationships. The point of the story is that we have to be alert to changes in the cheese and be prepared to go running off in search of new sources of cheese when the cheese we have it runs out. Then there's a, a one from the Library Journal that says, this is a brief tale of two mice and two humans who live in a maze, and one day our face will change. Someone moves their cheese. Reactions vary from quick adjustment to waiting for the situation to change by itself to suit their needs. The story is about adjusting attitudes towards change in life, especially at work. Change occurs whether a person is ready or not, but the author affirms that it can be positive. His principles are to anticipate, let go of the old, and do what you would do if you were not afraid. Listeners are still left with questions about making his or own specific personal changes. What do you and Tamaria think about this? Well, I've read that book. I like it. But, uh, businesses, they always tell you to read it because they want you to be motivated to do more work. <laughs> All righty, there you go. No, I mean, really. And, and you know I, what? Terry is exactly right because um, the person that gave it to me, and now I don't, I don't think she meant it in a bad way, but it was, it was, she was uh, a supervisor many, many years ago, and I, I think it is, uh, it's, it's great 
Um, but again, I think it's about working and, 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 and doing more. And I was always that person that just, I got, well, I got, I won't say always, but I got to a point to where um, you're not, I'm just not going to be, I'll refer back to the book, I'm not going to be the rat chasing the cheese unless you're talking about the grain. Right. I mean, that kind of thing. If you want me to chase the cheese, then you better have me some lettuce at the end of it. After a while, like that doesn't mean you don't chip in and do more, and when when you have to, and everybody have to go overboard. But I think Tamara is exactly exactly right. But I, if we apply that to life, if we chase our cheese, if we create, first of all, if we know what kind of cheese, if we work to know what kind of cheese it is that we were created to eat, to buy and eat, I'll just use that as as a parable. We just we just first find out enough about ourselves to know whether we are American, whatever, whatever kind of cheese you want or desire or that you need for your life. And so often I think we do just the opposite. We chase cheese that we're allergic to or weren't created to eat. And then we that becomes our focus because now we're going against the grain. Like it makes us feel some kind of way if we're not able to achieve this or that. Or 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 st- live up to those false standards and perception of who we should be, what we sh- what we should have by now, um, and that becomes our focus, making us feel defeated to the point where we get stuck going going right back to that life every day, and just kind of signing up to be miserable for the rest of life. Yeah, if, I I do agree. It's a good book. Cause I have another book by him called The Present. So I, I like the book. It's quick. It's a, a quick read. It's practical. But I think a lot of times certain people, um, especially in the workplace, they give you things to reinforce what they want you to do. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, like you said, unless we know what cheese we're chasing, we'll keep chasing a dream they put in front of us. And the reason that we are never satisfied is because we weren't meant to be doing that in the first place. Right. That was a temporary stepping stone to prepare us for something else, but we get stuck because it's like this is the familiar, this is comfortable. It goes back to the trash can. It's where it always has been. Like I stayed in my last job for that reason, for all those years, going through hell and high water just because I was, one, worried about what people would say. Then I felt like, okay, am I failing if I give up or if I leave? And then you have the issue of security, like, okay, well, if I get another job, will I be able to start out making as much as I'm making now? It's just interesting, like, what makes us stay and go through the things that we go through or what makes us focus on goals that other people have set for us versus goals that we've set for ourselves. And I'm happy to say after I finally left the job, I realized, like, oh, God had more, but I was scared to take the first step. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it's interesting. When I started chasing my own cheese, I was like, what is it that I want? And I said, by the first, end of the first quarter, I'm going to be gone because I was like, I'm tired of this. Like, this is not life. Um, like, I can't keep doing the same thing and hoping that it's going to change. When the players didn't change, the situation didn't change, I finally changed and got tired. It was like, I'm done. So I the first Mary, quarter, I have a question me. for you. I 
have a question for you. Oh, what, I'm, what, glad, I'm glad you said that because I was going to ask you a question. I had a question too. Go ahead, Tammy. Uh, what 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 do you think with all of your abilities, your knowledge, your career, your everything, um, even your 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 um, What's the word? Um, you're pe- you're, you are a people person. So, I mean, with all that you have going, what made you so fearful? And, and what made you think that you were giving up, especially when, when people, the people, like you said, they, they weren't going to change. I mean, I don't think that they even thought that there was a need for a change. What is it that you think made you so fearful of looking, stepping out? Because a lot of people, some people may not have heard just your, 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 I'll call it a testimony a couple of weeks ago. Once you opened yourself up, you got more than you ever imagined or even applied for. Like you said, you applied for a, a job and they said, wait, why aren't you applying for something, you know, you should be doing this. So right. what, it, what is it that made you so fearful? I'll, I'll say it's definitely people, like listening to what people say. It's interesting because I took another personality test. You know I love my personality test. I, I just took another one that was funny. I took it, and it was saying that I am very people-focused. So um, it said one of my weaknesses is caring more about people and not seeing people for, like, who they really are. So I'm mm. one of those people where I want to keep the peace. And I try to see the best in folks, and I'm like, okay, maybe it'll change, maybe it'll change. Or even I'm like, okay, what do I need to do differently? And so I start to take on this, like, attitude where I don't 100% see the value that I bring because I've started to allow people to dictate how I feel about myself. And even the fear, I like, the job I worked at previously, it, while it's a good company, some of the people that I interacted with over the 12 years, were were somewhat toxic, meaning because they were probably because I think they were intimidated by me at the time. I didn't think of it that way. I was thinking, well, you know, woe is me. Let me be humble. Let me not think too highly of myself. I think those things I allow people to treat me in a way that I did not like, but I didn't do anything about it. So I made that decision to allow people to treat me that way, and then I also listened to people. So there were people in my life who I know loved me, but they couldn't see what God had for me because that was one of the things they would tell me, too, is like, you're not going to be able to leave that job and find or make as much as you make it now, or you should feel blessed that you're where you are, that you got this experience, that you make it, whatever. So then you kind of feel like, well, Am I wrong for wanting to leave? And then after a while, after you keep hearing certain messages, you internalize them, and then you kind of start living somebody else's reality, even though you're not happy. And so because people were trying to help me by being practical, it's the same thing like with with dreams. If God gives you a dream, well, he didn't give it to everybody else. So you could talk to your mom, your dad, sister, brother, and they might tell you not to do it because God ain't giving them the dream. Right. He gave it to you. And so they go. They might talk you out of it because they don't have, they like, they don't see it because he didn't give it to them. He gave it to you. 
and I allow what people thought to talk me out of a lot of stuff in my life, meaning if people had an opinion or say, oh, you know what, I don't think that's a good idea, I would listen to them versus saying, you know what, I have this in my heart, I feel like this is the right thing to do, let me try it. And I think what pushed me to the edge was that I realized, like, this is not healthy and it's going to end up ending far worse later if I don't end Mm -hmm. it now. Yeah, yeah. And I think it came, and I've learned a lot, and I'm grateful for the experiences, but I think it came to the point where I was like, at this point, I'm probably going to go off on somebody, and it's not going to be good. I'm probably going to get walked up out of here one of these days. Um, So let me go ahead and do y'all a favor and leave before I do and or say something that I regret. Okay. No. Okay. Yeah, so it's okay. multiple reasons. Okay. Rodney, you had a question, different question. Uh, well, I, I don't know if it's more so of a question, but, but, but let me just put it out there. Um, so the telling point for me was when um, she started this um, new job, and one of the first things that she said was she knows that it is meant for her to go with the plan that God gave her, meaning she had a plan, she, she had a vision a few years, a few years ago about a about a company that God gave her that God gave to her and she she believes that that is the direction that she went in and it just made me think cuz I think she kind of touched on it um at that moment not not necessarily tonight but at the moment and it was I think she kind of came to grips with um whether she's at the former job or the present job, it's not where she ultimately wants to be and it's not where she believes she should be. And so I think that when we think about change and when we think about transformation, um, and I did hear her say this a little while ago, but when we think about change and we think about transformation, you always have to remember that you are the key piece. You are the essential person. You are the X factor. And so while we want to look at everything and everyone around us, we are it. And because we are it, doesn't matter who is around us or what's around us. We are in control. Think about the trash can, Tammy. It doesn't matter where you move the trash can. The trash can is dead. The trash can has no life. The trash can, therefore, has no power. It has no control. So I can move my trash can from my kitchen to my backyard, guess what? That trash can has to go where I say it has to go. However, 
wherever that trash can goes, I am in control of whether or not I revisit that old location or whether I go to the new location. I'm in control. I tell my students, because I teach them science, technology, engineering, and math, I'm in a computer lab. There are 32 computers in my room. When things don't go right, the very first thing the kids say to me is, it won't act right. The computer is messed up. This thing's stupid. And my first response is, it's always the operator. Because computers have no life. They have no opinion. They have no say. You are in control. The computer is going to do what you tell it to do. So when you think about the trash can concept, that trash can has to do what you tell it to do. The trash you're going to put in the trash can has to do what you're going to tell it to do. So regardless of where you move it, you have to remember you are in control. You have the power. And even if you go all the way back to Genesis, God gave man dominion over everything except another man. Over the animals, the birds, everything you can think of. In Genesis, those first couple of chapters, he gave man dominion over everything. Man had power over everything except another man, another man or woman. God never did that. Never gave man power over another human being. But he gave man power over everything else. We have to remember that we are in control. Rodney, I also think when you bring well, that up about about um, having dominion over everything other than, than another man, it is so important that we take our eyes off of someone else's life and the sense of comparing, um, measuring, because I think that gets us in such turmoil with ourselves, with who we are, who we were, are created to be, and we find ourselves chasing things and, and, and stuff or the next, we get this, and then before we are able to really even understand what we have or enjoy what we have, it's, it's something else. Um, I need I need this I need this new thing that and 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 that to me is conforming because a lot of the things we don't need to keep we don't we don't have to we don't need in order need them in order to be able to keep up with life and function in life you know and so I think yeah. about all the things and the and the stuff um, it, even with with sharing some things today with someone. You know, we, we, we work, 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 work for for what, 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 what. And for most, for most, if we just be honest, it's for things that we're only going to utilize for a while before we want to replace yeah. it. And that in itself, adding adding all of the technology, all of the busyness, 
um, all of the time that we don't have, it, it will make you crazy. If you really walk around and start to look at people, just 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 dissect people for a minute, look at them, look look through their eyes, get down to the seat of their soul, and if you really, Ms. Arlene calls it, calls it people watching, so much so she's got me kind of loving to do that too. People, I was out Sunday, and people really looked like machines to me. They looked like working machines, exhausted, um, tired, bombed out. And why? Why? So what, we work to get that whatever to get us to get a car to get us to work. We get that home. We get that get that job to and, and and of course we need a place to live. We need something to drive. But but how many times like you have people that have enough room to house families and it's just them. Like we don't even know how yeah. to cohabitate. We don't even know how to mingle and be happy with that. Whereas back in the day, we lived I mean twelve thirteen deep and were and was happy. Like, didn't even yeah. think about, I don't have my own room or there's one bathroom here. It it worked. So we mm-hmm. were so caught up in the world until we're, we're caught up in the world but stuck in our own lives. We're stuck in our world, the world that we were created for. Like, if you if you are a bird, then you should be flying. If you're a fish, then you should be in the water. But... But let me take that bird and put that bird in water. Let me take that fish out of water and put him on land. What do we have? Yeah. I feel like there's a picture that has that in it. But I can't remember. I feel like there's a picture I've seen on social media somewhere with, like, people not doing what they're supposed to do, like the fish on land and the the bird in the water. Hmm. I, feel, I, I have, have to, to look find for it. I have to go get my phone and see if I can find it. But, um, okay. I feel like I've seen it before. I think that's that's how many of us are living our in our lives, and it, it's draining. It, it imagine what what that fish would go through on land. It's draining, dying, and it, eventually it's 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 death, and that's. We say that here, dying to live. Like, there's so many people alive, and they have so much in them. Like, there's there's so many, um, so much within them, and within them, and there's they have so much to give in their own, in their own meaning, in their in their purpose. But they they we lose. I won't say they we lose or we stop seeking. That passion, we're fearful of going after that passion, going after that purpose. We're fearful of it, and and so caught up in things that that don't matter. Right now, I was um, I shared with you. I asked you guys about. Did you hear about the teacher? I think it was a teacher. It might have been assistant principal or something that was fired because she's she's pregnant, but she's not married. And I thought, yeah. what? And to it really today that you are you would fire someone a female because she's pregnant but not married because and she works at at, at a school and one of the callers that called in said 
what do you mean you have all these males? Who who did she get pregnant from? Is he married? You know, if he, if she's if he's not married to her, <laughs> is he gonna lose his job? And it's just we get caught up. And even today, I was I was listening and heard about the Miss Black University of Texas. I don't know if you guys have heard about this. Now there are people complaining that she's not black enough. She doesn't look black enough to win this 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 pageant. But then not not long ago we were complaining about Gabby looking too black. I think I said her name right. The the I no, the gymnastics. I think the gym didn't no Gabby who was she Right, remember Gabby they Douglas, like Gabby Douglas about was gymnastics. Like what like what does that have to do with you and your life? And and to me it's just you keeping yourself from dealing with your stuff. So so what is black enough? What is not black enough? What's too white? Who determines if this young lady, the, the Texas, what, who determines if she's black enough? And what is that? What does that look like? But we have thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Let me just say hundreds and thousands of people. Like this is made news now. So many people have complained and is complaining about this. But you pass by homeless people. And you're not you don't even, you don't you don't think twice. It doesn't bother you that you pass by homeless people and you go home to your your quiet, lovely, oversized homes. You don't think twice about that homeless person. I'm not saying our listeners, because if you're on here, I know you do. But people, in, in as as a whole. And so I, we're just this world has messed us up. Personally, and that has that has just kind of washed out into our lives. I'm sorry. I think I think I cut you off. What'd you say, Tamaria? Oh no, I was just saying I agree. Yeah, yeah. And Tamaria, you and I, I'll never get the conversation where we were, we were driving, or you were driving in Virginia, and the deer. The deer was out, and it was just like you said that you know the deers have more sense than we do now, like. You know, Ronnie just talked about us having dominion over everything. But if you think about it, animals are starting to act more human than 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 we are. But that's because humans have become so dumbed down and lost the process and the the blessing of being able to think, to take that thought captive to the knowledge of God. Because y'all, I'll tell you, you hear me say it over and over. I don't care how many books I read. I don't care how many searches I search for motivational stuff. I still have to fight with my thoughts. I still have my days where I have to fight, 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 fight myself from thinking yeah. negative, from 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 just finding myself feeling blah. Like, why am I feeling this way? I have to fight my way through and out. And that is taking those thoughts captive. That is living, uh, being mindful and, and, and at least working to intentionally create my day, my space, my time. Because if you if if you're not doing that, I I, I don't know. I don't I, I don't I'm well. I won't I won't say because what I what I think I know it will be harsh to say. But I, I don't know how people are getting by mentally, emotionally without some type of 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 intentional living. And taking that thought captive, 
knowing where it's going to lead me, that this thought is going to cause me to do something or say something. And they're equally the same to me because once you once you act upon it or speak upon it, it's out there. It's that same energy that you talked about, Tamaria. You see, um, you go, you you buy a car, you go look at a car, and now you, that's all you see. The same thing, the simple little things, Brandon and Stella planted knockout roses. I had never heard of knockout roses. That's all I see now is knockout roses. It, like every yeah. street I go to. See knockout roses. Never heard of them before. Before, so we create. If, if if that's energy, you guys, that's coming from within. I'm drawing that. So you think about the people that are in your life. You think about the thoughts that you allow to manifest, to turn into action or words. Think about that, and you tell them no. You tell them hell no if you have to. You get down with it. But I'm telling you, you have to some days. No matter what you're doing, Tamara can read the happiness advantage a hundred times. She's not gonna be happy every day and every minute of the day. But she has a she has she can make a choice. She can be mindful every moment that unhappiness tries to draw her in. That this world tries to make her think you don't deserve this or you you're not this or you're not enough of that. She then can make, she's feeding her life, feeding her soul. She's intentionally embracing Tamaria. And that's another thing. We, we cannot think that we, we can, we're going to always have these perfect days and be this perfect person every day. Because if you're growing, if you're growing, you're going to have some pain. You're going to have some bad days. You're going to piss some people off some days, and some people are going to piss you off some days. That's life. It's life. What do you do with it? What do you do with it? Mm-hmm. It's like it's, Rodney. We mentioned on the last on the show being stuck about spade, and I, and I, I love this. Um, when I when I was playing spade more often than not, and still love it, just don't don't play it. Now um, there will be times where I'd get a hand and I'm looking like what what do you want me to do with this all I can get you is all we can do together is the minimum that's all we can do because if you're basing it on what I have and your your partner says okay well let's just let's just go for the minimum and then we end up getting <laughs> eight nine books off of nothing and it so it's not what you have. Sometimes how you, you you have to be able to play off of what you see and sometimes don't see because in, in spades, all you have to go by is what's in your hand. And you can guess my partner may have this or that. But if your partner looks at you and say, well, let's just, let's just go the minimum, then your perception is he doesn't have much either. So how do we together end up getting eight books? Because guess what? These two people who have what's needed, they don't know how to play or when to play the part. They don't. They're not working together. They don't. They don't. They're not looking at their hand and saying, "Okay, this is what I can do, and I'm going to do." And what we end up getting books. That has happened so many times to me. It's the same with life. Play your hand, no matter how bad it looks. You wake up tomorrow and you have all the low cards, 
play those cards because two is more than zero. Two is more than one. So play your two. And, and and wait for the next deck tomorrow. But if you sit and pout, get stuck, keep going back, allow each do, new thing, each new circumstance to make you feel like, oh, woe is me. Why am I here again? And you're defeated. You're already defeated. So like Rodney said, it's more about moving that trash can or whatever it is you're going to move. It's your thought process behind it. How is it going to change your life? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do when you're faced with your next challenge? Because they come, and they come, and they come. Are you going to add? Every day, exactly. Are you going to add it to the pile and feel like, whoa, it's me again? Are you going to play your cards? Yeah, it's interesting how it goes. I think sometimes stuff like that happens, though, to challenge us to see how we will handle it. Guys, like, yeah, you say you're going to change. Let me see. Like, let me see if you're really going to change. Or, like, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's interesting. That's like even with Job, he kept testing him. Like, he knew. He could have stopped it at any point, but he didn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But he never gave up on God. Um. So, yeah, it, it's interesting. And I found that yeah. picture. I actually texted it to you, Tammy. Um, the picture okay. with the um, with all the different animals. I was like, I feel like there's a fish on land, but it's a fish in a fishbowl sitting next to a dog, an elephant, a penguin, and a monkey. And it looked like it's a bird at the end of that. And there's a guy sitting at a table, and he says, for fair selection, everybody has to take the same exam. Please climb that tree. <laughs> so it was like our education system. Everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. Right. Exactly. I, I, thank you. And that's oh, what yeah. we're doing. That's how we're looking at our lives. We're looking out, letting the world tell us, you know, who, who we are, what we see. You know, Brian and I were talking right. about trash, the people that pick up our, our, our trash. You know, so many people, we, not people, we down that position. Like no one, if we, if you, if we really think about it, we would say no one wants to be a trash collector or the lowest of the lower may be the trash collectors. But, what happens when they don't come pick up your your trash for a few weeks? They become very important. So everybody, everybody has a place. And, and where I am versus where the guy who picks up my trash, I'm no different. I, I, I'm no different. I'm no better. And we don't think about those things until it affects us. Like, we may not think twice. And Brandon was like, yeah, but, Mom, we won't even, you know, we don't give them a bottle of water, and which is not, not so on our hand. Now I have the guys that I used to have, I knew them very, very well. Like, I mean, they became like family. I don't know where they are now. Totally whole new group of people. But we, some of us will look down upon even doing that job. When now mm. they, they rarely have to get out. They just pull up with their machine 
They don't have to touch it. The machine picks it up, dumps it, unless it's something on the outside. So we look at, tra- like, they're picking up our trash, but that doesn't make them trash or make them any 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 less than we are because we get up and go to our corporate office or our other kind of job in the era and, and all that. So we even have to change the way we look at the world and at people and how we think, what we think, because it will get us caught up. That perception will get us caught up. That box will get us caught up. Tammy, why do you why do you think why why do you think our vision is so blurred? Like, I love the quote that you that you just said about we'll see them picking up our trash, but don't see them as trash. Mm-hmm. And I think and I think that is very profound because I feel. I don't know. My my whole thing is I feel like we're hypocrites. Um, we are. On so, on, on so many levels, I, I think that we're just hypocrites. And we tend to um, navigate towards what benefits us. And as long as it's working for Rodney, it's okay. As long as mm-hmm. it's working for Tamari, it's okay. As long as it's working for Tammy, it's okay. But in any other scenario, any other case, we got a problem with it. But I'm not going to open my mouth as long as I'm getting something out of this deal. As long as this is benefiting me, I got nothing to say about it. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is Tamari and I um, – and I don't know why I'm thinking about this now, and I know we, the three of us talked about this yesterday, but we were watching um, this, the show. We were watching the show before the radio broadcast started, and I was just blown away by the things that I was seeing on this show. And it came back to what we were talking about yesterday. Just lies, and not only lies, but the the things that come along with the lies and the, and the actions and the reactions and I don't know it's just like I'm gonna tell a lie because it's convenient for me today. Just like I'm gonna pick the trash up because it's convenient for me today. Just like I'm going to be nice to the trash man because it's convenient for me today. And I just I just think that we have become so selfish, so self-centered, so hypocritical as a society that we no longer can live in the same space. We no longer can look out for each other. Mm-hmm. Because I no longer live for change. I don't care about transformation. All I care about is me. I don't want to move my trash can. I don't want to even put... <laughs> That's what we think. 
yours. Yeah. I don't want to move mine. What'd move you yours. I said that right. our, our perception, and you, even, you asked her about the vision. You, I'm, I think you already know the answer to this. Well, if you don't, when I say it, you're going to be like, I should have known. It, it goes right back to Romans 1, worshiping the mm-hmm. creature rather than the creator. Romans one twenty five says they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped the creature rather than the creator. Not just the creature now. We're worshiping things. Things make us who we are, not the spirit of God, not a change of heart, not being transformed from the inside out because even the word tells us we got to be renewed. We have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So that tells us. That there, there is, there, there are things that go on in our mind that we have to be intentional about transforming, be thoughtful about our thoughts, and that's what we've done. That we've become so caught up in looking like, in having like, being like the world, yet claiming to know God. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you guys. I think one of the Rodney, the biggest one of the biggest things in our desire for change that hurts us is facing the mirror, being honest about you, who you are, what you are. Because even even with to, to today. I consistently, you guys have to, Rodney, when you were talking about, you know, living, sharing space and things like that, and I shared a few things about it as well, but I realized how, how, um, how do you know the word, for, selfish, I can be sometimes about my space and my time to the point where it's overboard. It's, it's over the yeah. top. Like I have to make myself some days be willing to share my space. And that's crazy because, again, I come from living with 12, 13 people in one house. Not a big house. One one bathroom. So we, it's easy to get caught up, to get caught up. I, I remember hearing when I, when I bought my house and I thought I was doing, you know, the right thing with buying what I knew. I could afford, yet you have you have people, not not friends but family saying, um, why why she bought such a little house? Well, hell, it's just two of us. It's just me and Brandon. What should I buy? And are you going to help me pay for it? Are you going to pay my light bill with this big house? But that's how people are. And Rodney, I think you said yesterday during the show that when people hurt you, and I may be saying this wrong, but you may have to re-quote it but or say it the way that you said it, it was what I brought up at the end when you, when we got off the show or when you got off. When people hurt you or, or treat you bad, they're not, they're not mad at you. They're mad at themselves. Because mad the people at who, themselves. Right, they're mad at themselves. So when they say, why did I buy my little house, what they're really saying is, I wish I could buy a house. Like, I wish I could buy a house. But you can. You can, because I bust my tail for a couple of years 
with the plan, I want to buy a house. I don't want to live in an apartment all my life. I want to pay something off and own it. But what did I have to do before that? I worked the two jobs. I worked my butt off. I paid my debt off. They didn't they didn't see that. So why am I gonna go buy more? But that's how selfish we've become and so intertwined with ourselves. Rather than dealing with who we are, rather than moving our trash can, you move yours, but you keep putting the trash in where it used to be. That's that's more so what we say today. You know, I don't want you you like what? I like what I like what Mary J. Blige said a few years ago. People are not happy with you because they are not happy with themselves. Yep. Yep. And so we just have to stop trying to make people happy. You treat people right, but it's not your responsibility to make someone else happy. You cannot. True. Husbands can't make wives happy. And wives can't make husbands happy unless they're happy, unless they're complete within themselves and happy with the man or the woman that they are. Not saying you're going to be that every day and not saying you're going to have to, up, you know, just lift some each other up some days. That's not what we're talking about. But overall, you cannot make anybody happy that's not already on that platform, on that foundation. Yeah, I agree. Wow. Well, let's see. We're gonna we got callers out there. We guess we'll get ready to kind of wind this down. We've uh, gone about an hour and a half now. So for our listeners, if you have a question or a comment, um, Rodney, I am not in the chat room. It kicked me out, and I just did not worry about getting back in there. Um, I saw that you we, were out there. We don't have anyone. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. Great. So for those of you who are listening, if you have any any comments or questions that you'd like to get out before we come to a close, um, and next week's topic is the truth behind the lie. I wanted to get that out because Rodney and Tamara and I talked about that yesterday. So we're going to go with that topic, you guys. So share the word and come back uh, with us next Monday, same time. But if you have any questions or comments for this one, uh, this topic, please go ahead and prepare to get them in as we prepare to to start winding down. Rodney, back over to you. Tammy, you know the truth. The truth is behind the lie because the truth just ain't in you. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll save that for next week. We'll save that for next week. But. Um, as far as tonight's show goes, Tammy, I think um, what you said is very accurate. It, it, this this topic, this conversation is long overdue. Um, it was long overdue uh, mm-hmm. because I remember I remember the first time I heard you talk about moving your trash can. Um, I had just moved back to Virginia from New York, and I remember. Samaria uh, sending me a message. Now, I don't know if she remembers, but she sent me a message, and she said, "I like that. You better go ahead, Tammy." And, and um, I think that uh, when it comes to 
the whole idea or the whole concept of the trash can and moving the trash can, we have to remember that, number one, we do a lot of things out of habit because we're creatures of habit. But then at the same time, ask yourself, when you talk about yourself, especially in the first person, are you who you really think you are, or are you the person that you've become? Because oftentimes, because of our routines or our habits, because of familiar spirits, familiar situations, familiar people, we find ourselves in certain states in life and we don't even know how we got there. We find ourselves believing things. We find ourselves talking a certain way. We find ourselves um, carrying on in a certain way. And we really think we know how we arrived at that place. But in all actuality, we don't. We don't know how we got there. We don't know how we got to that thought pattern. And just like I said yesterday, we really don't know how to get to the root of the problem. Or we refuse to get to the root of the problem. And so we convince ourselves that we are who we are. And once we think that we've convinced ourselves, we try to convince other people. But if you ever want to know who you are, read the Bible. The Bible will tell you exactly who you are, how you were made, and why you were made in that way. So what I want to say to everybody is, number one, listen to your heart. Listen to yourselves. Listen to your conscience. Because whether your trash can moves or not, the constant is you. Because you have the ability to move with the trash can. You have the ability not only to move with the trash can, but you have the ability to move the trash can. So what type of obstacles are you setting up for yourself? What type of success are you setting up for yourself? What are you doing to prevent yourself from revisiting old locations, old situations, old things, old people? What are you doing? What are you doing to make sure that Your life is not in reverse. What are you doing to make sure that you remember when you put that trash can? Do you remind yourself of where you're going? Do you remind yourself of what your next move is? Because as long as you live in habit or live in a routine, 
you are never going to realize that you moved that trash can. Tammy? We actually have a caller. And I'm going to go ahead. I don't even know how to just, I already know who this is, so I'm just going to say just have your way. What's up, 404? <laughs> hey, Tammy, how you doing? <laughs> Look at Hey, Tammy, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Rodney, what's going on, man? Boy, Barry White on his prom night. What's going on, bro? <laughs> hey, man, I just wanted to say I enjoyed the show. Me and the show, we are listening. My name was real nice. Uh, I want to say <laughs> also. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I ain't got no comments tonight. Mobile. So this is a record-breaking <laughs> moment. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to tell you happy belated birthday, Oh, well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I also want to give you a little bit of comedy, right, and let you know that uh, I released that album for my song okay. this month, and it's uh, you can find it on my tune. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's exactly why. what we were talking about tonight. <laughs> Everybody was, was not first to be a singer or release albums, and that was not your problem. So if you did, I'm... Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm just letting you know. Please pull it. <laughs> listen, listen. Bad publicity is good publicity. <laughs> but uh, yeah, just want you to know that we enjoyed the show. We really, really thank enjoyed you, the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Rodney, can you believe we'll that? That's all he has to say. You might better call your brother after the show and make sure he's all right. <laughs> oh, that's true, but he stepped away for a second, but he can still hear. Okay, okay. Oh. Tamiri, yeah, how you doing, Tamiri? Oh, pardon me? How you doing? Good, how are you? I'm great, I'm great. Cake play. Good. <laughs> okay, he just walked back in the room. Okay. Rodney, right, right, I was saying... Rodney, I can't believe that Bo doesn't have more words. And I was saying, as a brother to brother, you might better check on him after the show because I think this is the first. Uh, <laughs> Bo, Bo, Bo with few words is a little interesting. Yeah, yeah you know, he sometimes, moves that you know, sometimes, you know, You know, sometimes good books say you got to be slow to speak and quick to listen. So, you know, if God wanted me to talk all the time, he gave me two mouths and one ear. So I'm listening tonight. I'm, I'm being a bone. I'm, I'm, absor- I'm absorbing. But we don't play with the Lord on this show, but we're going to take your word for it. <laughs> 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 y'all, y'all have a good night, and we love y'all. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Same here, boy. Same here. Uh, Tammy, it sounds like we're winding down here. Um, any final thoughts, any announcements? Anything you want to get out to the people? Um, no, I'm going to save. Uh, I do have a very important announcement, but I'm going to make it next week. I'll talk to you about it after after the show tonight. But um, okay. But uh, I'll save it for next Monday. Um, other than that, it's just been a great show. I challenge you, even if if 
if you've did this before, do it again. Move your trash can or move something that you you are addicted to that you see every day a couple of times a day. And for those of you who are married and have children, again, make a game, make it fun. You know, sit down, talk to your kids about the importance of being open to life. And, and 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 also, Rodney, I, I think I feel the need to share with people, be careful that you are not um, domesticating, I think is the word, your, your children. You know, and that's why I said sit down and talk with them about what do they like to do. You know, watch them. What is it that they seem to just truly enjoy doing? And whatever that is, help them. Help them help pull that out of them. I, I've always been so amazed by the the. I think it's the GMC guy. The guy he's a black guy that his his aunt um, saw something in him at a very young age. I think it was the age of eight. He would she would watch him draw and he would draw cars and things like that. And she submitted some of his work to I think it's the the GMC place or something in, in in Michigan, and he is now, I guess he still is, but when I read the, about this story, he was this, this you know, doing what he loved and, and making the money doing it, but some somebody saw something in him at a very early age, saw that he had, he took so much pride at that age in doing, and I think we're, we come with it, we're born with it, but sometimes as parents, we snatch it out. Adults, I'll say adults, the world, we snatch it out. It's like what Mary is saying earlier about, you know, you got the, the horse, the donkey, the monkey, and all of the fish lined up. You're all smart, but each one of you have to climb that tree. Everybody's not, not, not built to climb a tree. And so don't do yeah. this to your kids, and don't do it to yourself. Because don't, don't do it to yourself. Don't allow it to happen. Birth your dreams. And have passion in creating that birth. Refuse to say no to what you were created for and to be. Because there's your joy. There's your peace. There is the eight hours that is not work. It's life. So that's, that's what I would say. Move your trash can. As soon, matter of fact, while you're on the phone, I'm sure everybody's listening and can walk the phone Take the phone with them. Go move it now. Go create that chart for your family and make sure everybody writes it down, how many times they go back. Maybe create it where they have to drop a, drop a, I don't know, a dollar or something in a bowl and then y'all go out and eat or something. I don't know. Do something. Make it fun. But that also generates conversation that you can talk about. So that would be my final words, Rodney. I like it. I like it. I like it. Tammy, I think that uh, this show was very timely. Um, I think that as we continue to focus on change and transformation um, on this show, I think it is important to ask people to just change up their routine, whether it's moving a trash can or moving something else or um, just finding 
something new to look forward to or to hold on to in their lives. I think that um, it is imperative that we continue to do that and that people continue to uh, challenge themselves and motivate themselves in order to do that. Um, Because without an opportunity to change, how are you going to grow? How do you move forward? And so for you guys listening to the show tonight, find some kind of way to reevaluate yourself, reevaluate your life. Find some kind of way to self-reflect. Find some kind of way to put yourself in a position where it's just you and you and you. What does God think about where you are? What's holding you back? What's keeping you from moving forward? Only you know. And only you have control. I'm looking forward to this show next Monday, Tammy, about the truth behind the lie. As always, I think it's going to be a good one. To those of you guys listening to us tonight, we hope that you'll join us again next Monday. Same time, same station. Good night, everybody.
But I know 